from the newsroom of South Coast Today. This is ST Speaks, a podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Hello and welcome to episode 3.5 of The Bubble. And Mike, I think uh, as we alluded to off mic, there's only one way to open this podcast. Damn. I see what you did there. Yeah. It's worth noting Mike told me to say that. So. <laughs> but here, Look at you giving credit. Here we are. It's Monday at noon. We are here to discuss something we talked about last week, which are the Grammy Awards. Mike, um, right off the bat, let's run through some of these, uh, the big categories, if you will, the awards that sort of gain the most notoriety. Bruno Mars swept. Yeah, it was. You don't really need to dive right into it because yeah, it was that's one it. person. That, who, that's the whole thing. He record swept. of the year, song of the year, album of the year, uh, and I think everyone, a lot of people. Let's not say, every, but a lot, a of, lot people of people expected Kendrick Lamar's "Damn" album to to win. I think it's safe to assume the mass amount of people who we'll call music thinkers or even just casual music listeners did not expect one person to sweep this. And if they did, they probably would have guessed Kendrick Lamar, at least in my opinion. Um, did you listen to the Bruno album? I didn't know. I didn't listen to it either. So we can't <laughs> move it right along. <laughs> I think it, here's what annoyed me about the entire process and actually i asked one of my friends what she thought Mm -hmm. and i thought it was a perfect quote she said it always seems like the person who wins is the one who guarantees the most backlash right and this one didn't make any sense because as we talked about uh in our bubble 2.5 right this was the year that uh of woman this was the year of the black recording artists yep this was diverse year uh this was you know and we don't have to say this we look into the uh the grammys themselves and they're up there talking about how the music means things and how they talk right. about real issues and how they talk about uh society and all this stuff and i don't want to get this about bruno mars because he he he's was a, a really good recording artist. He's talented. He goes up there. He's a tremendous performer. One of my best friends l- saw him live. Amazing, amazing right. show. So it's not even necessarily him. It's the Recording Academy that says all this nonsense, yes. and then picks a person who is very the definition of pop. You, I mean, it's there's not much substance to it. Nor is he trying to put substance to it. It's and I think is either the Post or the Times. Uh, wrote it's did they hear it a lot at the wedding reception that's why they wanted to give it to him it's it's a very popular culture song you know every year we go into the grammys and each year at least outwardly it seems to be getting better and better like oh this is more diverse and there's a lot to unpack with that it kind of rubbed me the wrong way when james corden at the intro was like this is the most diverse we've ever had it because james corden a full-time employee of cbs you can basically assume was told to say, hey, make reference to the fact that we're really diverse this year. Then you find out only 11 women won out of like the 88 awards or something like that. Yeah. All right, James Corden, we get it. But regardless, Mike, I sent you a tweet from uh, Joe Coscarelli of the New York Times yesterday that said, every year I think it's safe to deviate from the most conservative picks and every year I'm still wrong. I believe that was post-Bruno winning one, if not two, of the awards that he eventually took home. 
And uh, I think it's pretty safe to assume that we also thought that we could deviate from our conservative picks. And it turns out Bruno Mars won, being the most conservative pick. So, yeah, well, uh, I spoke about my friend Alicia, who she and I text messaged back and forth during the Grammys. Right. And uh, we were talking about the pick of Bruno, and we kind of thought it was going to get there. Uh, but at the end, we were just kind of relaying our feelings and she said kick in the face all that bleep they talk and when it's time to walk the walk they do the same thing as they always do oh of course i mean and there were copious moments so many moments last night where you could tell that rather than actually so like the kesha me too moment right that was pretty like Kesha, obviously, the Dr. Luke stuff, you can research that. That's way too long of a conversation to get into for this podcast today. But she she has the strong moment with the Me Too moment where, like, I think, like, Cindy Lauper was on stage mm-hmm. with her. There were, there were all these incredibly strong women. Kesha gets beat out by Ed Sheeran singing a song about the shape of a woman, in which they showed a clip of that video yesterday. Ed Sheeran was in a restaurant eating fried chicken with a a black woman. The optics on that are bad at best. I had never seen that video until that moment. I haven't seen the video either. But it's just one of those things where it's like the Grammy committee seems to every year, or at least whoever books the acts, they go, okay, well, we know like Kendrick's going to open because he's the most impactful artist of this year, probably of this generation. We got... SZA is going to perform even though she's not going to take anything home because like people care the most about SZA despite the fact that we're not going to acknowledge that and then you have Kesha doing this really incredible moment gets beaten out by Ed Sheeran it just doesn't make any sense that's why I thought the quote it always seems like a person who wins is the person who guarantees the most backlash because it doesn't why wouldn't you give it to Kesha or Lady Gaga A Million Reasons which is a pretty powerful song too that why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you offer Lord the opportunity to perform one of her songs when you give the other right. album of the year c- not nominees e- Not a even chance. album of the year. When you give Shaggy and Sting, which we will get into later in this podcast, please believe that. That was one of the texts I sent. Who had Shaggy and Sting performing in the 60s you know, they're doing, 10 years well, ago? Well, it's like, so they're doing, I believe it's a collaborative album, if I'm not mistaken, which like... No one needs that, Shaggy and Sting. If you guys have time to shelf that album, please shelf that album. But why are the Grammys promoting it? Like, they're the record label that's putting it out. Right. He got Sting performed three different times of him. You, too, had a full set. (laughs) And Lord can't perform? We really need more Bono. Like, Bono, your your vanity wasn't affected enough by just getting onto Kendrick's set really like you had to had do it on, on the ocean Statue of Liberty it was just and it, then they were, they were so they'll, they'll be on the mainland to present some it was like oh, no, oh, we, get, it was, we get it a moment that was apparently funny I I have to be honest I left the room when I saw you two was performing but on Grammy Twitter we'll call it as of this night um, they were pointing out how lackadaisical the drummer of U2 was. Apparently he was. So if you have U2 memes of the drummer looking like he didn't want to be there, go ahead and send those to us. I thought the bassist really looked at it. It didn't look like he was playing at all because he had these giant gloves on and he was right. not strumming anything. Like he was strumming. <laughs> the chords weren't where he was strumming. So I'm like, I don't think he's playing either. Well, they probably weren't playing, frankly. But okay, regardless, we've... We've gotten off on one of many tangents that we will get on today. Let's round out the list of big winners. Um, 
Though Kendrick didn't win any of the big three, he did take home, I believe, five total awards. He swept the rap category, and he was given Best Music Video for Humble. Um, Childish Gambino, again, shout out of the uh, big awards. He only won one. Um, he won Best Traditional R&B Album, which, like, the R&B award... I, I don't know how the R&B categories aren't aired, first and foremost, but they're just, like, Best Urban Contemporary, Best R&B. It, it's, like... There's no rhyme or reason. They just go, this is a singer who's not a country singer or a pop singer. Throw Like, Black in the Childish Gambino album. I don't know if the, that was the category it was in, but, like, there were so many. Regardless, fixed R&B categories, Grammy. Come on. <laughs> um, and then uh, sort of two more uh, things that became sort of big deals, uh, first of which was Alicia Cara winning Best New Artist. Are you familiar with Alicia Cara? I, yeah, like, I really like her. Yeah. I really like her a lot. I think she's talented. I really do. I think um, Punch from TDE. TDE is, of course, the label that ho- is home to Kendrick Lamar, SZA, um, Schoolboy Q, amongst others, Absol. And um, it, Punch was doing some reactionary tweets. And it, when Alicia Cara won, he referenced uh, the Kendrick Lamar, Macklemore moment as sort of emblematic of what's about to happen with the SZA, Alicia Cara thing. I think it's worth noting Alicia Cara is not Macklemore. <laughs> I, it was, it, uh, yeah, I think um, I saw, I first heard her track here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I love that song. And then uh, I went on YouTube and there's just so many yeah. just tracks of her in her house, you know, just sing. And it was really, yeah. really good. I was like, wow, she's, she's really talented. So I was happy to see her win. Yeah. I just was because act- there was, yeah. I mean, I, I have her, I listened to her album. Um, good, you know, but I, I just, I liked to see, cause it seemed like she really came from, you know, yeah, she was building it herself foundation. type yeah. deal. Yeah. I think, um, but worth noting, this does once again, sort of, um, illustrate the type of, things we were talking about earlier where it's like always the safest pick Mm -hmm. it's always the one so like SZA that album is it definitely has a lot of like grown people talk if you will um Lil Uzi Vert not the most like kid friendly despite that I believe EXO Tour Life is five times platinum if you wanted my vote that probably would have gone this one these are all so Uzi did EXO Tour Life which is along with Bodak Yellow, probably one of the songs of the year, which I could go, I'll make this tangent short, but like SZA's first project came out in 2012. Didn't Chance the Rapper win last year? He did. So like those aren't new art. Alicia Carr has been around since like 2015. Cardi B is like legitimately a new artist, had the biggest song of the whole year probably and wasn't in this category. I think in one of the stories that I read, it's because it, let me see if I can find the yeah. exact when when it has to happen. It would be uh, the 2018 Grammys will be the recordings released in the final quarter of 16 and the first three quarters of 17. So October right. 1st, 16 through September yeah, 30th. Because Bo- Bodak Yellow was up for an award. Um, so she should have, I imagine she would have. It'd be weird if Bodak Yellow is nominated this year and then they nominate her for Best New Artist last year. It seems as if she's almost like eclipsed the category as a whole just by how successful. Best New Artist is something, yeah, it's always kind of strange because there is some overlap where yeah. she may very well be nominated next year. Because Which would just be odd. And then, the, like, uh, 
I mean, there were a couple of new artists that didn't get nominated in Best New Artist. That like Black was nominated for. I think it was Urban Contemporary, which I think the Weekend one for Starboy, which like not the Weekend's best album, but regardless, um, it, it just seems like maybe a couple of artists, due to the success of their work, have maybe eclipsed the Best New Artist category. So it's interesting. That's always been a category that's sort of strange to me as well. But um, maybe an even bigger news. Uh, no awards for Despacito, uh, Jay Z for four four four, or Lord as a whole. I, the one that surprises me most there, mainly because Jay Z was going up against Kendrick, so you could maybe you kind could of see. see that. However, I am really surprised Despacito didn't get any none. No, because I under so I understand the Bruno Mars kind of so radio people like it. It's a lot of sales. Well, that's Despacito then. That, that's it's why it doesn't make Despacito. any sense. Like, yeah. If you're going to go with the radio jam, Despacito's that. It, was yeah. the, it broke all records. It, so, yeah, the Bruno thing makes even less sense in terms of you had your layup in terms of Despacito. At least in one. Like, Song of the Year, that's a no-brainer to me, Despacito, Song of the Year. Like like you said, it, it checks all of the boxes. And if Bruno's going to get the other two, which, like, fine. I would say Bruno's, like, a better songwriter than mm-hmm. Luis Fonsi or Daddy Yankee. I can, I don't think, like, there wasn't an album there. So, like, I get, I can at least wrap my head around why. Right. Because there, there are these sets of instances that we've seen that make sense. There's precedent for it. This one makes no sense. The Despacito thing makes absolutely no sense. Because I think the song of the year was That's What I Like. Correct. Bruno, yeah, that's why I like by Bruno. He won all. Th- he won song, record, and album. It right, was, but the record was twenty four karat magic, and the song was. Uh, that's what I like. That's, what that's I like. right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so two yeah. just not I mean, very. I like those aren't. They're not bad Bruno, songs, but they're not two of his better songs. And no, I mean they're they're hits though, and I think I actually um, once again I, I saw. It. Joe Coscarelli was sort of like live tweeting his reactions, as were a lot of people. Craig Jenkins from New York Magazine. Um, But he said, uh, no one can say Bruno Mars didn't play for it. Two Super Bowl halftime shows in three years, plus every award show, plus a CBS Live special in November. The game is the game. I think that's an important part to remember, is the Grammys are really about rubbing elbows. It's about And I don't mind any of that. That, that, Again, fine that, that's but don't preach to me during your show that it's about the message and it's that's right i don't mind if you want to play the game and do the game hey it's your award show do whatever you want right but don't tell me one thing and pitch it as one way right. and then do a complete other thing in terms of they made a huge deal out of kesha's me too moment mm-hmm. uh they made a huge bono they made a huge Kendrick. deal out of kendrick's opening and they're reaping the benefits from it this morning in terms yep. of look at how great it was and you know this message and it do what you want, but don't tell me something yeah. else. I mean, look, I mean, they made such a big moment out of politicizing the the scope of music and politics right now that they gave, they aired Best Comedy Album so Dave Chappelle could be on right. TV. <laughs> right. And they had Hillary Clinton read from Fire and Fury, which, I mean, I'm not going to touch on that one, but like... Cardi B, that was she, I will. She t- stole the show there. Cardi B stole the show there, as she does at every waking moment. She's on camera, uh, which we should reference the Ju- Juliana Rancic and Cardi B interview on E. Um, I don't think we can quote anything from that. <laughs> just check it out. Just look. Just look at it. Google it. But um, I guess uh, is, is this a good time to talk about some 
obscurities of the Grammys, Mike? As I said, I'm letting you drive this one. I, I, I'm here to tag along. I'll talk Grammys all day with you, but I know that you're you're the more uh, knowledgeable. I, you, you, you're in the weeds where I'm just kind of the oh okay. I'm right. from the, the hot saying. air balloon. You know what I mean? Right. Just kind of looking at it all, and I and I enjoy it. But I mean, yeah, like best new artist, you were all over that. I yeah. Give. Did you see Uzi's? Well, we'll we'll start there. Speaking of best new artists, did you see Lil Uzi Vert's? outfit last no. night so this he is was, why i'm just that's just a passenger he was wearing like jinko jeans oh, wow. you remember i mean it was pretty i, I saw uh no jumper who is like a, a podcast that does a lot of like new hip-hop artists they posted a uh, a tweet which was the lyrics to that famous papa roach last resort right is oh, it? yes but it had a little uzi verts ad libs in between <laughs> the uh the words the song so that's another moment if if you haven't yet go check out Lil Uzi's outfit um let's let's talk Shaggy and Sting let's unpack this is there much to unpack oh there so let's let's uh give me your take on the let let's just go with the Shaggy and Sting moments did you have one that you enjoyed at all I liked when at the end of the train <laughs> where he said it wasn't me. I thought that was clever. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, the bar was already pretty low for that entire <laughs> right. sketch. So, so, when they, so at the end when he was like, it wasn't me, I was like, oh, that's kind of Okay, was, well, at least clever. there was a minuscule payoff. At yeah. least it was kind of well-written. You know, it was like, okay. So it, someone it was a had some joke. nuance, right? Yeah. Um, that was about it. I couldn't believe, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I couldn't believe they gave Shaggy and Sting so much airtime uh, and didn't get, I think Jay-Z turned down his performance slot. C- can't believe they didn't let Lord perform. Can't believe like they didn't have. Here's a question I have, because you, you're more into it than I am. Yeah. Reportedly, they offered Lord a chance to honor uh, or tribute mm-hmm. Tom Petty. Is there any connection there? Or do they just say, "Hey, we need someone to honor Tom Petty"? So I don't know. To me, it a... seems like it's a really awkward. Like, sure, Lord's what is she like? 23? Tw- Lord's 20? young. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Why it, would... that's? And that's... then she said no, and then they didn't offer her. They said, "You here's your time. Do this." And then she said, reportedly, right, no, and then. They said, okay, there's right. no time. And so this essentially, from what I've gathered, her beef was that she was not given a, like, she would have been part of, like, a collaborative, whereas, right. like... The, and Kendrick I guess that was, makes sense, yeah. And Kendrick was given his own moment. Uh, Bruno was given his own moment, though Cardi B stole that, which, of course, she did. She's the greatest. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gambino was given his own moment. Um, so... And Jay-Z was offered his own moment. No, and I, I totally agree with she, where so, she's coming from. Yeah. So I think that's her. I, I think she was most upset that it was just a blatant snub that they were like, well, we're going to no, get shaggy. I, I understand <laughs> that. And then on top of that, I don't understand why they right. – that's why I was asking, is there a connection well, so, somewhere? And I, and I because I, I, if there's not, it makes even less sense. So I think she essentially would have been the headliner to some sort of Tom Petty um, group right. honor, um, which – Look, I, I understand the effect Tom Petty had on popular music. No one's questioning that. But she was up for album of the year. Like, give her yeah. her give her, her own slot. Which, I, yeah, I think we're on the same page. On, but to answer your question, I am unaware of any Lord yeah, uh, right. Tom Petty connection. <laughs> it's sort of, yeah, I don't really quite. 
I can't even like I'm trying to draw like a music hot take connection where it's like, well, maybe Lords like there's not I can't like they're dissimilar in almost every way. And that's why I go back to the quote of they ha- they're doing things because <laughs> what all, other yeah. reason is there other than to get attention it because may, it makes no sense. It's it makes no logical. And I mean, Lord, you could argue that aside from Bruno Mars, Lord is the biggest name in that category. She's the biggest. I, I would argue that she, in terms of pop music relevancy and like radio pop, like the Grammys audience, she might be bigger than Kendrick to that audience. No, I, I would say that Bruno won, and then I would probably go with Jay Z too, and then Lord. Oh, I, that's I would, right. Yeah, Jay Z. Yeah. I mean, Jay Z at this point, he's not a businessman. He's a business man. The fact that I mean, he he and he. He's married to Beyonce. Right. He's friends with Barack Obama. He's really, really, really mainstream. Yeah. What was the, I got Obama in the text message or something? Another great Jay-Z quote. Just spend some time today looking up Jay-Z quotes. There, you will not regret it. If you're, if you're bored at work, you got some time to kill, just Google Jay-Z It's an quotes. interesting thing. If we're going, I, I, that popped out, you talked about uh, Jay-Z uh you know, saying I got Obama on the text. Right. It's funny how rap lyrics are, they're taking down Trump uh, with their lyrics. Right. But also, uh, Macklemore has an Obama, I'm on Obama's iPad. So there's like this, this right. coolness aspect of being friends or associated it's, with Obama yeah, from it, the rap game as well. It's a really interesting, and I mean, I think there are obvious racial connotations to that. I mean, first black president, you want, I mean, Obama put out his playlist, right? And it had a good, I think it had like a, fairly substantial number of rap songs or at least like r&b hip-hop songs on it um i don't know it it is it sort of seems like uh, the grammys understand that hip-hop is sort of what i mean hip-hop is the zeitgeist right now it's the number one consumed music in america so it, it seems as if the grammys are acknowledging the numbers but they are acknowledging it in order to boost their face value appeal but then they don't actually give them any note when it comes to like album a a rap album there's only been two rap albums technically that won album of the year it was one outcast record or maybe two outcast records did we talk about this last time one outcast record one outcast record one album of the year and then the miseducation of lauren hill correct you could argue that those are Almost R and B albums. Yeah, I, well, I, I would say the education, the miseducation of Lauren Hill was more hip hop. Yeah, no slight than, to Lauren Hill. She's she's the best. Right then, uh, the outcast, the outcast one was very the Andre three thousand side of that was damn pop-ish. near all R and B pop. It had yeah. Hey Ya, it had Roses. the The miseducation one was a that was actually. I mean, looking back now, you can almost sort of appreciate how incredible that moment was because you have a not only a a woman winning that award, but a black woman winning album of the year. Now, looking back, that's that's a substantial moment, especially given that it's the only hip hop album. And I wonder too. There's because you bring up a good point about mm-hmm. that Outcast album, and I think uh, I forgot what awards. Uh, ceremony or whatever it was, but it was about a year ago, mm-hmm. and Drake won a hip hop album of the for year. Hotline Bling. And he said, I haven't put out a hip hop album in a long time. And I think that he's completely right. And yeah. there's a sense that, oh, because he did it, 
uh, or there's some racial connotation there where, yeah. oh, well, he, he's that, so you know he's obviously going to be a hip-hop yeah. artist. And I, I like Drake's old stuff. I love Drake's mm-hmm. old stuff because I'm much more of a hip-hop fan than an R&B fan. Right. And his most recent stuff, I really don't like. I'm not saying it's good, bad, or indifferent. I'm just not really it's an just R&B not fan. for you, yeah. And when he said that, I heard a lot of backlash being like, oh, what is he talking about? He's not hip-hop. And I'm like, he's not. No, he, he's not. He hasn't yeah. put out a hip-hop album no. in a while. And you look, I read uh, today, he didn't even submit his... Uh, More Life, no, was yeah, not submitted. He didn't even try. So I wonder, you know, if the Grammys, certainly they're, you know, they're making a lot of money, they're, they're selling a lot of advertising because of performances like right. Kendrick Lamar, like Childish yeah. Gambino. If people, you know, Jay-Z had boycotted it until recently. He boycotted, I actually read that in his, so I don't know if it was like Elliot Wilson or a person from Jay-Z's camp put it out and... He essentially, in it was his speech that he was going to read, but they, of course, found out like an hour ahead of time that he wasn't going to win any of it, so they put it out. And he said he boycotted in 99 mm-hmm. because DMX put out two two albums. It's, yeah, um, what's the, it's Hell is Hot and yeah, that and, one with... And then there was X. Yeah, and so Jay-Z boycotted because of those. And then in 2004, when Beyonce was nominated, he went because I think at that time he was with Beyonce. Um, it's dark and hell is hot. It's dark and hell is hot. Thank you. Um, but another interesting point to that is a take that people have been sort of referencing is there's going to come a time where hip-hop just says enough is enough. Well, and that's what I was kind of alluding to is yeah. what happens when you know they follow Drake and they don't submit anything and they're not going to the performances. Yeah. Like if Kendrick is just like, look, I'm out. Like, well, this and is- it's worth noting Drake didn't show up. Kanye right. doesn't show up. I could see where Jay-Z and Beyonce stopped showing up. And I think that's, that's the crux, right? Where like Kendrick's real, real hot right now. And I think... It will go down. Kendrick, when all said is done, I think it will be a no-brainer top ten for most people, and I would argue probably top two or three. But Jay Z and Beyonce are the crux of that genre, right? Like when you see politicians like really trying to like coerce the black vote, right? They, they who do they bring out? They bring out Beyonce and Jay Z. I think right. Yeah, I think the kind of if you want to do the Mount Rushmore, but there's only I'd say it's you know Jay Z. Kanye and Eminem. Those are the three, you know, the right. three-headed monster but of hip-hop that kind of... However, the Eminem thing is much different. I think it's different, but I do... I mean, look at the BET Awards. They had Eminem in that, and that, that went viral in his statement against sure, uh, but Donald I'm, Trump. I'm so saying... I, I do think if if he were to say, you know, Jay, I would agree with you, Jay-Z mm-hmm. and Kanye, uh, but if Eminem is in that group as well, if hip-hop is united under one front in terms of saying, like, look, this Grammy thing is just absurd. Right. Uh people will then follow in their steps sure. my, across the board I, like and within the industry too if those three are saying something right that well hey i mean that oh sure i i think eminem's voice sure is it, it, he certainly does have a really strong i was saying more so eminem has sort of been this figure where he like best rap album relapse best rap album winner m- in 2015, the Marshall Mathers LP two or whatever. I think he, he puts it out. And he he's wins, sort yeah. of been this figure where he takes what uh, 2015. Who was nominated for that category in 2015? He's sort of been this figure where um, they he has been one of these. To pimp a butterfly came out in 2015, and I I think it, it's just one of the Eminem's an interesting one because he's. He really has been this figure that's taken um, some awards away from more deserving people because he's more known to the Academy. Sure. 
Um, and I think that was my point there. But in terms of a voice that matters, yeah, totally agree. Um, and of that Mount Rushmore that you just named, one of them has already removed himself from the Grammys as a whole and Kanye and, West. And I would, you know what, I would put, it's weird to say, but within the, you know, we talk about <laughs> we we're talking about millennials earlier today. Right. Drake is very much up there too in terms of he's getting there, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, the albums he's putting out and this just sheer volume. He puts yeah. out a lot of stuff. Uh, he's a much bigger star from my you know generation. A lot of my friends don't like Drake because mm-hmm. he was kind of on that cusp of you know we like listen to Kanye and Lil Wayne and all that, and then right. he kind of came up a little after, so he was in that. But the yep. the the generation directly, you know, younger than me, Drake is like their Kanye. I mean, oh yeah, he is, he's the guy. He's huge, and he's for him not guy. to, you know, and he's very popular too. Like he's at the NBA games. He's, you oh know, he's yeah. out there in the public. You know, he's he, probably the most famous rapper right now. Yeah, I would say, especially when you look at Jay Z's with his family is much mm-hmm. more private. Kanye is. You know, Kanye's Kanye. It's very, yeah. very rarely as a positive press, right? Um, Especially and, recently. And Eminem's kind of gone. You don't really see him from no. And he's always been a bit of like a more reclusive right. figure. Drake is very much out there, and he's the guy right now. And I think, well, it's interesting if if you look at the three current rappers that like really, really matter: Kendrick, Drake, J Cole. I where's J Cole at the Grammys? You know what I mean? Like where it, it seems as if these people are kind of people are already figuring out what the I mean we've known for a long time what the end game is where it's like well if you're a hip hop artist it's gonna be like real tough sledding for you to get some awards that aren't rap awards. But that's what was so surprising to me about uh, Jay Z not getting anything right was because if you're giving it to Bruno Mars which again is fine just be consistent is all I ask right. if you're going to give it to Bruno fine then Jay-Z should win hit rap album of the year because you could and no one's even going to really complain because it'd be like oh it's Jay-Z it was a good and, rap album too right. it was a great album I and liked it, it and it's he's mainstream as we said he's, yeah. he's probably the most famous hip hop he's probably the he's, most famous he's rap, the most famous the figure in hip hop and, and yeah. I would say uh, I, it was funny I, when I, one of my second second job Third, yeah, second job. I was talking to somebody, uh, and she was a mother of three, and she was like, "Oh, I'd love my kids to grow up like Jay Z." And I'm like, "Did you know he was a drug dealer?" Right. Like, it, you know, he, he's really lost that image. Like, I don't it's know a if true others American have. rags to riches story. Yeah, I, I mean, despite what Tommy Loren says, I don't know if she would say, you know, I want my kid to grow up like Eminem or like Kanye. What like Jay Z right. is a role model. He, is, he truly is, yeah. Which business some man. rappers, they, they don't have that role in terms of, like I said, I don't think my mom would be like, oh, I hope you grow up to be like Eminem. You yeah, know? I think especially like you see a lot of people who – rap is still a taboo thing. Right. I mean, it, it's unfiltered. They write their own stuff. They talk about experiences that are very unique to black culture and other uh, minority cultures that – I mean, your general white audience probably doesn't like to listen to in their Toyota Sienna when they're taking their 12 and 13 year olds to soccer practice, you know? So, no, I think, and since, since we're on the topic of hip hop, maybe a good, uh, a good place to end would be with some, uh, maybe less noticed hip hop moments, but for, uh, the people who are really, really invested in the culture, they probably found great. Mike, are you familiar with the uh, the rapper Mozzie? I am now. Right. At, so Kendrick, obviously, at, what what award? He had won like best rap album or something like that. It was one of the rap awards that he won. It was a second of the night that was televised, I should say. Um, and he quoted a Mozzie, who is a rapper from the Sacramento area. Um, 
she's about as removed from the music industry as you could possibly be. And for people who really, really like hip hop and underground hip hop specifically, this was a moment that was one of those, it was one of those Twitter moments where you just saw everybody stop tweeting about what they were doing. And it was only Mozzie, 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 which is pretty interesting. Um, and then, uh, always something for me when I watch the Grammys, I'm always really curious to look at the who we've lost, um, mm-hmm. the, that section where they honor who, who we've lost because um, you, you see sort of these more obscure faces from rock music or pop music or places like that that are being honored um, that have made contributions. And this is in no way a slight to anybody that's made a contribution to music because I think everybody should be honored. But often some hip-hop people that are important are forgotten if they're a little lesser known or newer or something like that. So it was cool to see there, there were three people from hip-hop um, honored this year. Uh, Lil Peep, who died, I want to say, late 2016. Um, Combat Jack, who was for a long time a hip-hop lawyer, then transitioned into podcasting and was sort of a figure uh, as a voice in hip-hop. And then uh, Pro- my favorite rapper of all time, Prodigy from Mob Deep, was uh, honored. Favorite ra- I didn't know that. My favorite rapper, Prodigy from Mob Deep. However, I will say... Um, Fredo Santana, who I believe passed away last week, if not late the week prior, um, was not given a slot on there. So I just want to give a shout out to Fredo, uh, RIP. Fredo Santana, for those who don't know, came up, he was like a Chief Keef drill music scene um, guy. So he came up with Keef. And when that Chicago drill scene blew up in 2012, he was one of the guys who uh, came out of it and sort of made a lasting impression on a lot of people. So shout out to those guys, RIP. Uh, Mike, you have anything, uh, anything you want to add? I was just looking, no, I'm, uh, looking over kind of a historical aspect. Actually, uh, to Pimp a Butterfly won Rap Album of the Year. It did The win. year after Marshall Mathers LP. Too. Okay. So they Who? both actually won. Uh, okay. Was it the Schoolboy, it was the Schoolboy Q album that Eminem beat out. It was, uh, Oxymoron. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Wiz Khalifa, Beck Hollywood, Childish Gambino, Because of the Internet, Common, Nobody Smiling, and Izzy Again. Izzy Azalea, Iggy Azalea. Oh boy, uh, the new classic, and then uh, Schoolboy Q. Yeah, as well. Talk about a name um, I did not think we were going to mention on this podcast. Right, and then the other aspect, that just some more historical aspects here. Uh, Jay Z has actually been nominated for that category eleven times, and he's won it once for album of the year rap or album. best rap. Right? Yeah, it's crazy when you look at the numbers of it. it. Yeah, and Eminem's been nominated seven times, got it six times. Kanye's been nominated seven times, got it four times. Right, and then Kendrick and Outkast, the only other two multiple winners out uh and kendrick won last night for a second so okay uh touch and trailing two nominations for for his rap well, has he only put out two albums the chronic and the chronic 2001 that's because yeah, that's probably actually not. no he well this is a weird i have to go back and look because he was nominated 2016 for compton oh compton so How one of those he? okay one of those didn't make it whether it was really the chronic or 2001 oh, wow probably Actually, at that time, prob- actually, there's no it might way be, the Chronic didn't get nominated. It, yeah, I don't think it was a a category at that point. Maybe that's why. That would make sense. Well, yep, when was Dre that? 2001 nine? was nominated in 2001. Okay. And the, the, when did Chronic come out? 96? Oh, that's when the first. <laughs> maybe. So it would, maybe, maybe would have had to have been the 95. 
It was in the midnight. Ninety two. We were. Oh, it came out. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So So it wasn't even a category at that point. That makes ninety two. I guess is the Grammys are slow to adapt as we've uh, as we've sort of covered. Um, But yeah, that's all I had. I was just kind of wrapping up with some fun facts. Yeah. No. And uh, I, I think I would like to. So. A big moment from last night was when Dave Chappelle uh, announced, or he announced the winner to Best Rap Album. Before that, he sort of gave a little jab to the Academy. Dave Chappelle, good friends with Q-Tip from A Tribe Called Quest, of course. I thought you were going to say good friends of the show. (laughs) Friend of the show, Dave Chappelle. (laughs) I wish. Um, So Q-Tip put out a video where he was very upset that A Tribe Called Quest's recent album didn't get nominated, which I thought was a slight, though... that category was good this year, so I, it would have been hard to place it, but A Tribe Called Quest, Legacy Act, great album, should have probably been in there. Um, he he sort of made reference to the fact that it wasn't nominated, honored the late Fife Dog, who passed away last year. Um, so I thought it would be fitting to end the podcast on a, a line from award tour from midnight marauders the a tribe called quest album that has gained some steam uh late last night and early this morning from fife dog if if you'll allow it mike i will allow it fife dog says i'll never let a statue tell me how nice i am i think it's a good point good good little piece to end right there so uh this is this has been the bubble i am montana samuels he is mike bonner and uh we hope you'll have us back